The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! <laughs> Dave, Dave smells like nougat! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. Me and Andrew did a drunk Saints history, 2011 Saints. We did part one. Part one, you got that coming. You got another one coming. We're going to start the donation drive for 2018 Saints Drunk History next week. I got the the subject. That drunk history episode was not brought to you by uh, World Water or whatever. that. No, it was brought to you by... What was that called? Third World Water? Third wave water, third world water. Third world water. Third world water. You probably don't want to drink it. (laughs) Nothing gives it spice like Legionnaire's disease. So, uh, of course, we're having a grand old time because the Saints are 7-2. The thing that I love about sports is you never know what you're going to see. Kevin. If I gave you these choices and you had to pick which was the least likely event to happen ever, and I said the Saints could run it 24 times in a row, a game show host would become president, or a presidential tweet would be breaking news on CNN, which one would you say would be least likely? I think I'd vote for the Saints running it 24 times under Sean Payton. Right, because here's the thing. If you'd have told me, um, if you'd have told me that it, it depends on the, the age I was when you told me this, um, <laughs> because I would have absolutely believed that Dick Clark or even Peter Tamarkin would have become president at some point in my <laughs> young adult life. Uh, unfortunately, also, Peter. Also, Tam- Carl unfortunately, Smith. Peter. Tam- Sorry, sure. Going. I don't. Know, I was going to say, unfortunately, uh, Peter Smith Tamarkin would run the ball twenty-four times easy. <laughs> Definitely. If he in could a row. Have, yeah, if he could have. I yeah. think he would have run the ball 50 times in a row if he could have. <laughs> but, like, any time post-2006, I don't think you say that's possible. Right, yeah. Kevin? Uh, 2006. And were there any were there any good game shows post-2006? I mean, yeah. No. Re- that's right. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you had Regis. Jay Leno, Regis. maybe. Yeah, but Jay Leno's yeah, but not, he's a, not a, a game show host. Not a game show host. Does who, uh, Drew, well, Drew Bob Carey, Barker? Richard Karn? Richard Karn is uh, the Family Feud host before Steve Harvey took over. Richard Karn has issues with women. He made he he like got a little handsy with the women <laughs> oh, on the oh, Family I'm Feud. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Richard Karn 
uh, got a little handsy with women, and he sh- and he, yeah, you're absolutely right. Richard Karen sh- could not possibly be president. He was, I, I, I thought getting handsy with women was a requisite for getting the job. Richard Dawson too. He got a little handsy with the women. That's like uh, a requisite to be president of the United States. Now. So this, that like. I was, Dave, I was physically upset with the Saints when they tried to throw it at the end of the 10-play, 95-yard drive with Breeze. I was upset with them that they almost ruined that Mona Lisa of a drive with a pass. That's what Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. Yeah, okay. So, so I mean... You were upset? I was upset, but but but, but you... In spite of all the Saints running, your your I don't call him your boyfriend. He's like your side piece, Mike Thomas. He he finally got going. Did that make you excited? I mean, I was happy, but I mean, he's he still really hasn't found how many touchdowns does he have this season? <laughs> One, still, two. He was still bitter. He don't need to have touchdowns. All we gotta do is just hand the ball off to Ingram and Kamara. Don't forget, uh, don't forget your boy Trey Edmonds. Oh, Trey Edmonds. Of the car oh, report, of the Edmonds car report dynasty. If, right. um, no, I, I mean, if the Saints are going to run the ball like mad, like they did yesterday, and they're going to score touchdowns uh, on the ground, then that's fine. I don't need Mike Thomas to score any touchdowns or find the end zone. I just need him to be a reliable pass he's, catcher. He's on I, your fantasy team, isn't he? No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> Kamara and the Saints defense are, and they've been... <laughs> Doing quite well yeah, for me. Working out well. The, the the problem is that I was going up against Mark Ingram, uh, <laughs> so it was kind of like a back and forth. So I mean, I mean, I got a lot of points with Kamara that kind of offset the Ingram thing. I'll tell you, actually, what, what really pissed me off is I have the Saints defense, and so when Rankins intercepted that ball but didn't make it into the end zone, <laughs> that cost me six points, and then Ingram wound up punching it in and giving no, my opponent six points. So that was a fucking 12-point swing just because Rankins couldn't get those last two fucking yards. Andrew, Mark Fantasy Ingram. football, it, it, it was honestly, this is, this is this, this, let me tell you something. This game, the Saints game, even though they beat the Bills 47 to fucking 10, this was the reason why fantasy football is fucking sucks because I'm sitting there and I'm like but do no, you, I, I like how much money do you have ri- how and much every time he scores a touchdown how much uh, money do you have riding in this league Dave it's a $150 entry league if you get high score you get like 50 bucks for that week and like the winner gets like maybe 6 or 700 bucks and yeah. I'm in first, I was in first place yeah, um, I can kind of care for that I mean I was in I was I'm, in a, I'm, but I, it's not a, it's not the money Ralph I'm very competitive and I so see, it's I'm very, always it's, about so the it's money. so fucking annoying to be pissed off when the Saints are dominating against the Bills. Well, well I mean, you just have to put... I, well, the Saints, I, ha- Saints has to trump fantasy. I mean, well, it does, it does, it does, but it's just... I mean, come on, Rankins, get in the goddamn end zone. Andrew, Mark Ingram is sick. I'm sitting there, I'm yelling. I'm like, a, 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 a skinnier guy couldn't have caught that and intercepted that? I thought he was getting in because he had a convoy in front of him. He did have good blocking. He did have good I blocking. I was like, he's getting in. Uh... Andrew, Mark Ingram is sixth in the NFL in rushing. He's less than 200 yards behind the number one guy. I don't think he could win a rushing title because he he averages like eight less carries than uh, Le'Veon Bell for the Steelers. But I thought that it was possible. Is that insane? 
that Mark Ingram could win a rushing title under Sean Payton? I don't think it's possible, but uh, or, or I don't think it's likely. But does is it possible? It's still it's still Sean Payton calling the offense, <laughs> you know. So you know, it's one thing when you're up by thirty points or twenty points even, and you're running every play and it's working. You're getting ten yards a pop. It's not going to be like that every week. There, there's going to be plenty of games this year where the Saints are throwing a lot. So no, no, not possible. Kevin, the bu- this is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Buffalo, oh, and Andrew, we got to get to the Buff. We're going to get to you at the Buffalo fan bar that you went to yesterday. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. But Kevin. In Charlottesville, Virginia. In no Charlottesville, way. Virginia. Kevin, Buffalo fans, they were booing Tyrod, and then they had the streaker across the field. I mean, Buffalo, they're like like your redneck white trash cousins of the NFL, like a fan base, right? That's who they are right now, right? It definitely feels like it, yeah. I mean, they're doing they're doing table smashes in the pregame. They're 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 uh, no, that's the Lions fans that peep the head. No, 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 no. I was gonna say, no. The Bills fans were the ones smashing tables. I was actually getting ready to ask, were the Lions? Was it the Bills fans or the Lions fans that were uh, eating ass in the parking lot? That was uh, <laughs> that was Lions fans, I think. So so okay. Wait so, wait. So, define eating ass. I mean I mean li- literally literally like literally, dead spit in a parking lot. In the parking lot, <laughs> like just like, like two guys, guys, two girls, guy. I'm and assuming. I, I mean, I think it was two dudes. I don't know. <laughs> it was. It's on Deadspin. Google it. <laughs> you know. I mean, uh, I'm on my laptop right now. What do I need to Google here? Deadspin. I need to be careful because I don't. I'm not googling eating ass. <laughs> um, I would. I would. I would go. Deadspin is the first word. Lions. Parking lot. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you should be good. Um, but <laughs> or you could but whole eaten at Lions tailgate. <laughs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's the drinks. <laughs> Uh, oh, there's this definitely is, a butthole being eaten. Yeah, I somebody, see it. somebody got in the butthole yesterday, and it was the whole, the the, uh, the entire Buffalo team. Um, oh, this is why I love that. 
That's been the comments, man. The first comment. This is. <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Nougat. <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting. How could you even think about driving a Honda? <laughs> <laughs> Helium Juge, he is, uh, he's available for parties. So, yeah, if you, uh, everyone should Google that. If they're at a laptop right now, I, I didn't know about this. I, thank you, guys. Not, for sure. not, not if you're on your work laptop, though. Cause a lot yeah, of it's probably listen, not safe for work. Uh, it's probably not safe for work, and I know a lot of people listen to the podcast during the workday. Um, yeah, I didn't realize this was literal. <laughs> You actually meant that literally. Yes, <laughs> literally. I think they need to rank like the the trashiest fan bases. You know, like I don't know where Saints fans would be on that scale, but um, who I'm I'm totally top lost. half, <laughs> top half. Uh, so, Dave, the Saints didn't even have Kenny Vaccaro yesterday, and they still curb stomped the Buffalo offense. What does that tell you about this defense? Uh, it tells me that it's a uh, badass motherfucking defense. Um, Top five, by the way, in points allowed in the NFL. Yes, which is which is an important stat for sure. Um, Top yeah, 10? you know, Top 10 I, I was I, I was genuinely concerned that that Vaccaro being out. Um, would have a, a serious impact, but obviously I was totally wrong. Um, I mean, Lattimore is just, he, he just shuts down a whole half of the field. I mean, I, you know, obviously I watched the game on TV and I mean, they, they weren't even, they never even called his name. The only time they ever talked about him was when they were just gushing about his play, uh, you know, for, over the course of the season, but, but they never even called his name as far as an actual the defended play is concerned. By the and, way, uh, and and he never. I mean, he he gets looked at maybe maybe two three times a game. By the way, by, opposing the, by the way, the other corner, <clears throat> Connolly for Ohio State, that a lot of draft analysts had a rated ahead of Lattimore or really close. He went on IR today and has been pretty much garbage for the Raiders the entire year. Um. There was no other. Lattimore was the highest rated. No, they had, they had a lot of. I mean, I wouldn't coming say coming out of Ohio. They had, State. Andrew, they had a few draft analysts that had Connolly ahead of Lattimore. No, am I? Oh yeah, am oh I yeah, remember? for sure. Well, the thing about Lattimore, I don't remember that no, at all. No one really questioned his ability. I think everyone was clear that he was an amazing player, but it was his injury history. Yeah, yeah, it was the hamstrings, and, and then he only some, played a year. some analysts. Yes, those were the two things that kind of knocked him. Like, oh, there's not enough tape. We don't know if he's that good because he's only been really good for a year. Oh, um, Andrew, <coughs> this team, I feel like this team is way deeper than we even thought it was. You know, yeah. like, it's not like they have a lot of great guys, but they have all these guys. Like, when they get an injury, like, like Klein went out and they put in tail, like, I felt like the previous three years, like a guy would get injured and then you'd have this UDFA come in and you'd be like Yules on the defensive line or Bobby Richardson. And you'd be like, fuck. But now it's like, okay, man, Titeo, he could be okay. You know, like I feel like the depth is way better. 
Yeah, I got to give a shout out to my man, Jim Gleason, for pointing this out earlier to me today. But, um, you know, it's impressive to me when you lose a guy like Kenny Vaccaro and he's not even out there. And when you face an offense with a guy like LaShawn McCoy, who really is one of the best weapons in the league, and you don't have your best safety, Kenny Vaccaro, who I think would be a guy that would be a big part of the scheme and game plan and trying to stop a guy like that especially coming out of the backfield on passes. And then on top of that, your middle linebacker, your signal caller, A.J. Klein, goes out in the first quarter. Um, you know, if you had told me before the game that was happening, yeah, I'd be concerned. But you know, and then you look at the safeties and you have these veterans, Manti Teo and, and Rafael Bush, both who have been starters in the league for a long, long time. And, man, they, just, they don't miss a beat. And you know, they, they played as good as what the Saints were, being, were getting from the previous guys. And – you add Von Bell to the mix, who I thought had a good game too. And, um, you know, it just adds up. Like you said, it's the depth, man. I like how the Saints have gotten a lot of talented young guys and they're playing them. But then they have supplemented their depth with a lot of veterans. And you look at Manti Teo and, you know, a lot of these guys and Okafor. And you just guys that have come in, they're veterans. And it's a mix of young and old. Uh, Raphael Bush, a veteran who's been with this team, he's done it for a long time very successfully. And, um, you know, when these guys go down, you're not having these huge drop-offs of UDFAs that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Kevin, uh, I don't know if you what's, saw what's it. The, what's the status of Klein? I don't know. I didn't see anything. Uh, Sean Payton wouldn't talk about it. Uh, he's Shock, dead. Shocker. Yeah. He's, he's, he's dead. <laughs> Kevin, what's the what's the, uh, the, tra- the, the, tra- the translation card on Sean Payton when he, like, if he says he's got a, he's got a hurt arm – it's decapitated. If he yeah. if he tweaked the knee, he's amp. What 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 is the thing that Sean Payton says where you know they're going to Europe and they need like a like a blood transfusion? I forget I forget the card. They used to, they had somebody on on Canal Street Chronicles that had that had had the had the, uh, the Payton to English injury chart. Uh, but Kevin, I don't know if you saw Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara did their post game uh, interview together. No, I, I didn't. I feel that sounds adorable. Like it was adorable. I feel like they would be either Method and Redman movie quality or True Detective season three. Okay. <laughs> what's the so wait? So what's the question thing? The, the, what do you want? I mean, what, what, what do you want to do? You want to pitch like? You want to pitch like Perfect Strangers twenty seventeen, where Kamara is Balky? Like, what what are we doing here? I like that. It'd be it'd be weird with the nose ring, but I'm I'm here for it. Um, no, my question is, Kamara, best Saints rookie running back ever. No, no, George. I mean, you're forgetting George Rogers. I mean, his rookie season, and Chuck Muncie too. Yeah, but but here's the thing. George Rogers had 1,674 rushing yards. He had 380 carries. And, and and uh and Ruben Mays had sixteen hundred total yards, but he had like two hundred eighty like two hundred eighty touches or two hundred seventy. So Kamara yeah. is gonna have he's gonna have fifteen hundred yards and a hundred and ninety five touches. So I'm like like like, like wait, wait wait a minute now wait when you say fifteen hundred yards you mean fifteen hundred rushing yards or total, are we talking total, total. 
Like he, he's okay. on pace. He's on pace for like 750 receiving yards and like 650 uh, rushing yards on like 195 touches. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I guess that's the stat. Then I would, I would take, I would look at Muncie Rogers get the total number of touches. Muncie wasn't that good as a rookie. I'm looking at him now. Um, I was confusing him with Truman Mays' rookie season. Yeah. And yeah. and then just okay. Well, well, then get Rogers and. Who was the other guy you said? Mays and Mays, Bush and and Kumara, I think, are the four. Yeah, and just put those numbers out there. So and then actually, and then the great thing about it is because it's four options, you can use that for a a poll oh. on the Saints podcast Twitter. There we go. I will uh, I will put that poll up uh, after the or my phone is dead. So, no, no, no! Saints fans are going to remember George Rogers that listen to this podcast. Though there's probably like four of them. <laughs> no, no, no! But well, no. But here's here's what you do because we have the longer Twitter thing. You send out four separate tweets. Bad. You say, you say, here's this guy's numbers. Here's this guy's. You do that for all four, and then on the fifth tweet, you say, here's the poll. Which of these four? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this about Camara. When I was watching him on Sunday, um, you know, there were plays, you know, he has the patient, crazy patience, and I'm like, holy shit, he's Le'Veon Bell. You know, there were plays where I literally, that, that was the player I thought of. And then there were times where, man, and this is the biggest compliment I could give to someone, like, he didn't make me think of anyone. He just looked like Alvin Kamara. You know, he, he was so unique and, and I mean, I think Dave had the comment on a podcast that he glides. He doesn't even look like he's at top speed ever. And I just think the way he sets up his blocks is incredible. He's patient. And then you look at his balance at the second level. It's, it's a little bit Dalton Hilliard. It's, it's a little bit Pierre Thomas, but he doesn't have their thickness. And it's, it, blow, it defies the laws of physics that he can have this balance the speed and this power for his size. I, I don't get it. And he's his own man. And I, I, I really think we may be seeing in Camara a player that is going to be of this Odell Beckham and Le'Veon Le Bell pedigree. He, he may be that good. I think we may have misunderstood. Uh, he, he may be even better than I thought he was going to be. Dave, like, a week, made, like a week ago, I mean. Dave, you made the point, and and I thought of it when I saw it in the Buffalo game. You made the point that you had never seen him get like totally blasted in a game. Yes, the Buffalo game, I kind of saw him take a really good shot, but he just, man, people just can't get a good like whack on him, you know. It seems like he's a he's a slippery one. He's a slippery dude. Well, I get those I get those PFF game summary emails uh, after the games, and I think you know PFF does that elusiveness rating for running backs, and Kamara is always up there. I, and I I think this past week he was number one in the entire NFL, and I think even Ingram was like number three. Uh, so I mean they're both. And I think what they're taking into account is is missed tackles after contact or whatever. Uh, so I mean, both of them are doing a very good job of of not going down after initial contact and, and getting those extra yards. These weren't suckers. I mean, maybe they quit at the end, but these weren't suckers. They were playing. They were. This, they, this was a good Bills defense in Buffalo. 
They were a top 10 rushing defense going into the game. After the game, they were 25th. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you guys notice that the Saints were over 300 yards? And then they did the kneel downs. Dude, you got to get it. You to get back below it. You got to get Edmonds in there and have Edmonds taken, or or you're running fullback dives. Because you're up 47 to 10. Like, even if you fumble. It doesn't matter. You got to keep you, Kevin. You got to keep over three three bills, right? Like that's poor. That's poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's one of those. Like, listen, I know, I know the uh, the the nice lady from Buffalo was uh, was telling me and everybody else how classless the Saints were. Oh my but, god, Buffalo! But listen, you, but but, but listen, but listen. You gotta you gotta get you get a number like that. You gotta stay over that. Like that's just. It's like a quarterback hitting, I don't know, 500 yards or something or throwing for six, seven touchdown passes. I mean, those, those are the kinds of numbers <clears throat> that, that only come around once in a blue moon. Hell, wh- who was who the guy from Baltimore? Um, Jamal Lewis? Did Jamal Lewis do it? Like he ran for like 290-something against the Browns like yeah. a handful of years ago. And I was like I didn't have him on my fantasy team. I wasn't facing him. But I was just livid because why would you not try and get him to get to 300 yards? Like, just yeah. that's one of those feats that's just like, like never mind as a team getting 300 rushing yards, as a human being getting to 300 rushing yards. So yeah, so as a team, yes, they should have gotten the 300 rushing yards. I mean, that's <clears throat> yes, it's silly, but. You know, boom, keep Edmondson in there. Have him, you know, have. I think have, it was black. I think it was black and gold review that said this. Um, and I, I apologize. I'm if, if I'm not giving credit to whoever said it on Twitter. I think it was black and gold review. But I have to steal this one. You know, the the tweet basically said if hashtag and this was in reference to the old the lady Bills fan who who was upset about the Saints being classless. If hashtag classness classless is back in play this year this season really is special it, no look K- kevin what what more do you, we have the saints seven and two fans are calling him classless pa- fans are calling him classless Me- uh megatron's butthole is leaking yep Je- jeff duncan is calling for goodell to get a raise yeah, I mean, Kevin, what else needs to have to ha- has to have happened for this season to be perfect besides the Saints winning the Super Bowl and going 17 and 2? Like what other uh, like fun not like off the field things or need to happen for this season to be even better? Cuz right now it's about perfect. Um, I would see an intra an intra ownership civil war between Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell. <laughs> Um, in which in which the league somehow manages to force Jerry Jones to sell the Cowboys, and at the same time Roger Goodell winds up get it leaving the job of commissioner. Like that that would be great. Also, Tom Brady decides he's retiring at the end of the year, and Bill Belichick decides he's going to retire with him. Um, and what happens? I mean, you can't wish for injury, but what would be something great, Kevin, that could happen in Cam Newton? I mean, listen. Not what just happened to him. No. Well, no. I, I, I don't, I don't know what just happened to he him. Just but threw a I would just say, fungus. I, you know what? I would say Cam re- wakes up and realizes that he has missed his calling, and he signs up for a Bravo TV show with Tim Gunn. 
like like fa- like fashionable fashionable footballistas and and leaves football. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but like 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 fashion for athletes. Leaves football and he go and what's the show that they do after the housewife with Andy Cohen where they uh, let's talk about it live. That's what happens live? Yeah, he can co-host that. Dave, back to football for just like 20 seconds. Uh, I feel like that Saints performance yesterday, it wasn't the best like total game I've seen the Saints plays, but it was by far the most kick ass offensive line performance I have ever seen the Saints do. Like I like it was so ridiculous. They had somebody tweet out at one point, uh, the Saints had beat the teams that beat Atlanta by a combined score of six of uh sixty to ten. And I said, Hey buddy, they still have a Trey Edmonds touchdown to go and then, like two minutes later he was taking it to the house. Have you ever seen the Saints do one phase as good as they did yesterday with running the ball? Cause I don't uh, think- no. I mean, well, I mean, you know, there was the Drew Brees perfect passer rating game against the Patriots in, in 2009. Uh, you know, you could say that the passing game in that game was about as good as it's ever going to get for any team. Uh, I, I agree with you. I mean, offensive line, this was probably the best game I've ever seen the Saints offensive line um, ever play. Um, I forget what the name of that award is that they give out every at the end of every season um, for the offensive line guys, but uh, I think the Saints definitely have to be in the running for that. Uh, no pun intended. And um, uh, this was definitely the most complete game overall that the Saints have played this season, for sure. Uh, I mean, they played all four quarters. Um, defense played well the entire game. Offense played well the entire game. You know, this was kind of the game we were looking for, at least I was looking for. Um, you know, previously, after all the after all the other games, you know, you always kind of felt like, well, they could do this better, they could do this better. I mean, there's not really much that I could point to and say, uh, you know, they need to do, you know, this better or that better. Um, well, it's maybe not the, the most perfect or greatest game the Saints have ever played, but I think in the last, honestly, I think in the last, since 2013, I think this is probably, probably the best complete game the and, Saints have ever played. Andrew, the Saints scored 47. And Am I wrong? Do you guys agree? Disagree? Talk to me. <laughs> I think it is, but here's the thing that's crazy, Andrew, is they scored 47 and Buffalo didn't have a bunch of turnovers. They just had the one. And Drew Brees... And the was, Saints gave up the ball once, too. Yeah. I mean, the Saints fumbled it. And Drew Brees, basically, Andrew, was just like Alfred the Butler. He was just serving the ball to running backs. Like he, I wouldn't say he was a non-factor, because that's not fair. He had, a, he had a bunch of nice third down. The Saints were finally 50% on third down, which was great. But, I mean, he wasn't even like... We've been we've been having this podcast for thirty minutes, and we're just now bringing him up. And the Saints scored forty-seven. I don't even really know how to process that. Yeah, I mean the blocking on his touchdown run was incredible. Armstead, I mean, yeah, Armstead blew that guy out of the water. Holy shit. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I mean it was nice in a game where passing was pretty minimal for the Saints. Uh, it was nice to see Mike Thomas at least. Uh, kind of go nuts uh, because I think he he needed that, yeah. um, you know, for his confidence and you know that I I told you this Ralph I I felt like this was what I needed to see to convince me that the Saints really are a Super Bowl contender and I'm ready to say that now and 
Uh, I really believe this team is good enough to, you know, who knows how the playoffs go. And, and certainly the Rams and Eagles could be tough, maybe the Seahawks. But, um, you know, I, I think what convinced me more than anything now that this is a Super Bowl contender is that they're winning in so many different ways. And that that's what good teams do. And the fact that they won on the road in Buffalo with defense and, and running um, Breeze is going to be there when they need him. He's still going to get his, and he's still going to have his games where he throws 400 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, it, it's, it's coming, it's going to happen. Um, but you know, the fact that they're winning games with block punts for touchdowns and, um, you know, the defense getting pick sixes like they did against the lions and, um, you know, running the football like they did against the bills. And now they have a top 10 defense and, I just think, again, that's the mark when you win in a lot of different ways. It means that teams are changing the game plan on you, forcing you to do something, daring you to do something else uh, to try to take away what you're best at. And that, that stuff's working too. Um, those are the kind of teams that win double-digit games and go to the playoffs and have a chance. So uh, the fact that Breeze isn't doing anything is actually, in my opinion, is really encouraging because I still just have so much confidence that when the Saints need him, He's going to do what they need him to do. Kevin, I'm going to break a rule because I know you, you your time's limited. Uh, and this question, I think, is tailor-made for me and you. And I, I can't find it on the, the scroll for Twitter, but I it was so good I remembered it. I'm sorry, I, don't, I can't give you credit for it. But it said, what does, how good does Drew Brees have to be before Ian Wrong Report <laughs> stops doing splash reports that the Saints want to get rid of him? And I think it's I, the the answers are relevant. Drew, like Breeze, Breeze could throw five touchdowns, no picks, and have like you know the ones <laughs> the 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 one fifty quarterback rating against and, the Redskins. And wrong report will say and, that he wants thirty million dollars a year and he might leave. Right. Right. So, so it just right. moved the goalpost. I can't believe we haven't gotten a Sean Payton splash report yet. Dude, Tennessee. I guess we got a few weeks for that. Ten, no, Tennessee job is open. So, okay. rap reports rumoring that. him any second. <laughs> I mean, I saw Gruden already got rumored for the job. Uh, Bomani Jones did. Yeah. I mean, Gruden's been going to Tennessee since like 2006. <laughs> He's been going to Notre Dame since yeah. uh, that long as well. Like, Gruden listen, why would you give up half million dollars a year? Right. right. He's paid more than any other coach that, than any coach. He only works. He only has to quote unquote work like what two days a week, and spend a third the amount of time going over film or whatever. He gets to spend his time in his in his goofball quarterback room, <laughs> drawing up plays with with college kids, making funny names for shit, and and being and being a goofball. And then he goes and shoots Hooters commercials. Like the guy, the guy's living the guy's living a pretty good life. He's going to go back to Tampa. Please, I hope he goes back because because I think he's like the most overrated coach of the last twenty years. Like that dude hadn't won a playoff game since two thousand four, and Tampa was pretty fucking awful when or pretty mediocre when he was gone. Um, Dave, you know we we talked about. I just want to I just want to point out real quick. Remember that season when the Saints were giving up the most. The, the passer rating against them was basically the most ever, and it was basically like their average passer rating against them was better than the MVP. 
Yes, it was 2015, there, right? It was like over 100, yeah. I mean, this year it's 78.0. Oh, my God. Dude, uh, dude, what year was that, Ralph? 2015. It was 2015. Yeah, let's just look and see real quick. I'm going to tell you what the exact number was. Uh, it was one. It was one sixteen point two. Yeah, I think worst ever. I think Kevin uh, had to hit the eject button, so we won't get a pick from him. But here, Dave, here's the thing with the Saints now, and and I and this is we this is weird to say, but but I feel like it's true, is when the Saints play a team that on offense doesn't have a good quarterback. Solid receivers and solid offensive line. That offense is fucked. Like they're not like the Buffaloes and the Tampas and all these teams with the the Miami. Like well, Miami's the worst offensive football. That's not a fair comparison. But like Carolina, who's like offense is kind of middling, and like the Saints are gonna. The Saints are going to wreck those teams, and that's that's where my confidence well. level is with this defense now. Well, that that means that you you are confident or you're yes. not confident. Yeah, like well, I, that, that, see see I, I look at it from the other standpoint. It makes me a little less confident because you know to be honest with you, Saints haven't really been tested. And we talk about Saints going to the Super Bowl or going to the playoffs. Uh, they're not going to be playing the Jay Cutlers uh, and uh, the the what's his face in Green Bay, uh, the Brett Hundleys. Um, you know, you're going to be Trubisky. playing Brady. Yeah, Trubisky. Um, you're going to be playing Brady and, and whoever. They were really um, good against Stafford, though. That, that, and that's really the only, I mean, that was my next point. Is I, I think Stafford and then maybe Newton. Now, Newton was injured uh, when, the, when we played the Panthers. Um, but those are really the only two guys of any caliber yeah. that the Saints have played and been tested against. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I don't. Next week is Kirk Cousins. I don't put him in that category. But uh, he's, I mean, Jar- he's, he's top tenish. Yeah, yeah. Jared Goff um, obviously has been playing incredible for the Rams, and uh, Carson Wentz uh, has been playing great for the uh, for the Eagles. for the Eagles and the Seahawks. You know they're going to be there in the end. I, I really do think the Seahawks. You know they're middling right now, but they're going to. They're going to play well down the stretch, and they're going to make a run, and they're probably going to make the playoffs. Man, and that offensive line, though. I mean, and the Russell, thing is with Seattle, and Russell man, Wilson is good. If, so if if Earl Thomas can't go, if he's hurt for any stretch and he can't get back to 100, percent he is the I don't know what you wanted the foundation or the linchpin. When he wasn't in there for their defense last year, their defense turned to shit. And now they don't have Sherman. If they don't have Sherman and him, I feel like. Andrew, that's a crack in Seattle's foundation. But I, I just feel like this. I'm confident in this defense. Maybe Dave isn't as confident as me. But I'm, Andrew, com- I'm confident. In, I'm confident in the defense. But but saying that, uh, saying that they that they that they beat up on crappy quarterbacks and crappy teams with crappy offensive lines. That's not what makes me feel confident. Well, that, I mean, it's, but, it's 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 nice to know that they're taking care of business when they're supposed to be taking care of business. But there's still a question mark as far as. Are they going to take care of business when the when business gets tough? Well, I get that, but you know, you look at their schedule. They have they still have sorry, the, to, sorry to shit on your parade. They here, still Ralph. have the Jets. They still have Tampa. You know. Uh, oh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I mean they. You know, they we'll, still, we'll see how they do against the Falcons. I mean, that's probably going to be their biggest quarterback test. I'd say the Falcons and and maybe Jared Goff, but 
Um, I yeah, was, I mean, the, the, the schedule sets up nice for them to uh, put together a good record in the regular season. But but once the once once the postseason gets here and the playoffs start, that that's where I'm a little concerned. Well, so the rubber's going to meet. Can the I just say real quick that Ingram doing his whole Lambo leap thing on the road in opposing teams' stadiums, finding Saints fans in the end zone, might just be and, the and most beer. marvelous thing ever. <laughs> And Buffalo fans wasting, wasting good beer and making Ingram angrier. Angrier, I'm all for that. Like we need to keep that going on the road. Um, but Andrew, we talked about it before about Ingram leading the league. Maybe that's crazy. But like, where's his? Where do? You, if I said over under Ingram 1150 yards rushing for the year, where would you go? No, I, I mean I, I think you know he's a thousand. You know I, I still think he's going to have his games where. He's not always going to run like this. I think there's there's going to be games where Saints get in a shootout or they get down early and, you know, he'll get just 30 yards rushing while the Saints are throwing a lot. Or, you know, one game will just call for a different game plan, you know. And so I don't think it's always going to be like this. I, I think 1,100 is probably like a ceiling in this offense. Um, but, um, you know, it's funny, man. When the Saints got Ingram, of course, I was excited because he was a Heisman Trophy winner. But, you know, I hate Alabama. And, you know, that definitely wasn't thrilled about getting an Alabama player. And I, I was quick to be unhappy with him when he struggled because he was an Alabama player. And so, I mean, you know, it took him longer to win me over. But uh, I got to say, man, if, if there's not a more likable guy on the team um, than Mark Ingram, I mean, there, there's there's a few, but if he I, was I just, any, if he played anywhere but Alabama in college, he'd be beloved. Yes, he, he I, might I just, even be I just think he, anyway. he's always smiling. He, he's he's hilarious. I mean, if you watch any of those videos of him, and and he's such a leader in the locker room, and you can tell his teammates love him. And back um, off, Juge. He's my boyfriend. I know, I know, I know, man. But, I, but the, the Ingram crush, boy. The Ingram crush for me is significant. You know, I'm kind of coveting my neighbor's wife here, um, but um, Dave, my neighbor being Dave. But um, I, I think Ingram is just kind of like it's all coming together, and he, he's the complete package for the Saints right now. I mean, it's. I guess for me, the thing that, that was most surprising um, at the Buffalo game was, and it, it kind of got lost a little, is that Saints defensive line was kicking Buffalo's ass. I mean, Buffalo had, what, two fourth and ones that they didn't get? You know? I mean... I, I told you yesterday, Ralph, I have never seen the Saints own Mike Tolbert on fourth and one. <laughs> I mean, Mike Tolbert has made a career out of killing the Saints in short yard situations. Yeah. When Dolphin, he was with the, Dolphins with the are Panthers. not doing the Saints a solid. They're getting their ass handed to them, thirty-one yeah. to seven, middle third quarter. Um, so, so that means the Panthers will still be half a game back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, can't can't shake these fuckers. Yeah, I mean, do you? Who do you right now? Do you, who do you think is the Saints' main threat, Andrew? Do you still think it's Carolina, or do you think an Atlanta is going to make a run here? No, I mean, I, I think they're both threats, man. There's a lot of football left, and you know, Atlanta looked damn good uh, this past week. I, you know, I still think Atlanta's a threat because you know they they could put it together. They caught um, it. Know, da- they caught also, Dallas also, on a good week. 
Yeah, they did. We also play Atlanta twice, so. I mean, yeah, that's, I'm, that's they're going to have an opportunity to do some damage to the Saints and vice versa, you know, so you know, that, well, that, that remains to be seen. But, you know, I, I think you look at their schedules um, and that, that this is the, you know, when we ask, like, which one's a bigger threat right now? For me, you look at Atlanta and they still have to play the Saints twice. They have to play. Um, there was another real tough one in there somewhere. Um, and then you look at Carolina's schedule, and they only have to play the Saints once more. Um, and then beyond that, they're playing the Jets, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bucks. Um, so to me, you know, the Vikings are, are kind of tough, but I, I just think you look at their schedule, and it's it's pretty manageable. Like I could see, I could see Carolina going twelve and four. So it, it may take that or better um, to end up ahead of them, and it may come down to. Um, to the second game. Yeah, they, they get the Jets next. So they're yeah. the thing is with Carol I mean, um it's gonna it's gonna be Now they do play each other the last game of the season. Yeah. So that, that could also come that could be a big playoff bearing scenario. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers and the Falcons. That's that's who they play each other last yeah. game of the season. Yes. ESPN's it'll playoff generator thing today said the Saints had a 98% chance to make the playoffs. So I'm just going to I'm just going to hold on to that. Dolphins with a big TD run, maybe yeah. the Panthers can uh, Dolphins do like to do comebacks. I'll give them that. What's the uh, score? 31-14. So, uh let's I I asked people to describe the Saints 7 and 2 in 5 words and I asked for questions. So somebody said, "Let's go fucking rally." Uh <laughs> Orgasmic, one word, unbelievable. Here comes Dirty Bird Gumbo. I like that. Um, here, here's a good question, Andrew. This is from Chris. How many more wins, blowouts are we from the 2009 to 2011? We can kill anybody any week of the season, swagger and confidence. Personally, I think they make a statement against Washington and edge the Rams, and I'm there. I might already be there, man. I'm there. I'm there. Seven I'm in a row. I just, they, I don't, they're, I'm not saying that they're going to win both of those games and they may lose both. Uh, they may split <laughs> them, but um, there's, at this point, I've seen enough that there's no game the Saints go into that I don't think they have a chance. I, they, they played, when they got up 14 to three at Buffalo, I never once for a goddamn second thought Buffalo was winning that game. And yeah. The last three years, the Saints could have been up 21-3 to on Buffalo, and I'd have been like, all it takes is a couple of plays and it's a shitty defense, and it, Buffalo, the crowd will be back in it, and it'll be, it'll be a nail-biter. Yeah, it got to be 14-3, to 17-3 at half. I was clicking on the Red Zone channel. I was peeking over at this, peeking over at that. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just a completely different animal now. Um, you know, it's, it's like the Falcons last year and the in Carolina the year before. I mean, you guys remember at the beginning of the year they were getting so many fluky, terrible wins, unconvincing wins against shitty teams, and they'd yeah. find a way to get it done in the fourth quarter. And I remember us saying at the time, like, "Oh, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna normalize. They can't sustain this." But and as the season progressed, as they got deeper in the season, they started killing teams because you know. Yeah, that's what Atlanta breeds, did last year. They finished that, that breeds confidence. You start winning a bunch. You win a lot of close games, and all of a sudden you start believing, and and it changes things. And I just think the Saints have had some weak opponents. They've won not playing that well against the Packers and the and the Bears, and 
you know, they've kind of looked kind of mediocre in the process beating those teams. And uh, so I thought it would normalize, but what I'm seeing is, is kind of what we saw from Carolina two years ago in the Falcons last year is, you know, now that they've gotten some confidence, these younger players are getting better um, and they're starting to crush people. Now, um, the thing, they do have a lot of rookies that are contributing. And, you know, a lot of NFL teams talk about this, the, wall. the rookie wall that usually hits you at about 12 games. And um, that's something I'm nervous about. So as we get deeper into the season, you know, Marcus Williams, Lattimore, Ramchek, you know, how are these guys going to be playing in week 14 and 15? Dave, this is from 40 Man. We talk about hitting on all our rookies this year. What about all the coaching changes? What has... How how big is that? You know what? Nobody's really been been talking about all those changes, but you, you know, every off season, that was always sort of my drum that I pounded on, and I haven't even really thought about it. To, it's perc- it's, I see some season. things percolating that Dennis I Allen's working deal. on another head coaching job. Like that, the Saints' defense has been that good, and he he's he's getting on lists, whatever that means. Well, I, you know, I don't know much about Dennis Allen and, and his personality. I don't know whether he's interested in another head coaching job. Everybody's interested in another head coaching job. That's I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's he's true. In his, he's it's not even forty. Is he? He's like not even forty. I don't think. Dave, if he's offered a job, he leaves tomorrow. Cam Newton is about to go eighty yards. Well, uh, you know, but but yes, I, I think for sure uh, the special teams changing. Uh, Vitt's gone. Uh, who else? The defensive line. Johnson's gone, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even even if even if you're not replacing them with like these amazing coaches, I think I think. Just well, Mike, change, Mike Nolan's done a great job. I think. Yeah, Nolan, of course. Yeah, yeah obviously. Uh, I, I mean, you know, just 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 making the change, I think, uh, can go a long way. I mean, some of those guys have been here a long time, and. and had already overstayed their welcome. Well, I mean, I think the one the one coach you really have to applaud on the Saints is Dan Rauscher, uh, offensive line assistant. You know, I, I mean, the job that he's done shuffling numerous injuries, moving and Dan guys Campbell around. Too. Dan Campbell, he's off. He's yeah. Good. Yeah. I mean, those two guys have just, you know, the job they've done has been tremendous. Yeah. Here, it's an interesting question, Andrew, about the linebackers. You know, they've been I think they've been better than I thought they would be, but I'm still not sure that they can cover running backs cuz New England torched them. And I'm still not 100% certain that if teams can isolate them and get them to have to cover that they can do it. Is that Um, right? yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I, I think Robertson has had moments. Um, you know, he's kind of up and down a little bit in coverage, but he's not a disaster and you know, now if Manti Teo has to start to covering more because Klein's out, um, you know, we'll find out pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're they're holding it together. I mean, I think that's part of the three-safety look uh, that the Saints employ a lot of times is you can move those guys around and they have the flexibility, the ability to stay with running backs. You know, Raphael Bush, Chris Banjo has been playing a little bit. And so, you know, a lot of times they, they'll use that extra safety as a linebacker. Uh, you know, people don't talk about it. You know, they talk about coaches. I'm telling you, if the Saints go deep in the playoffs, Jeff Ireland's going to get a look. Because me and Andrew were talking, you know, the Saints, the last draft pick that they really missed on was uh, Davis Tall in 2015. I mean, they've hit on – they haven't completely whiffed on 
any picks. It's a, yeah, they Anthony was not a great pick, and they traded him. But like all the other ones have been guys they've made it. They've done at least something in the NFL. I think, man, if the Saints go deep in the playoffs or go like twelve and four and get get a bye or a number one seed, Ireland's going to get a look for a job. This I cannot believe. This this might be one of my worst oversight of the year, uh, guys. I forgot to ask Kevin. This week is Belt Week with Junior Gallet. Mm-hmm. Are you guys? Does he play? Yeah, he plays. He's been playing. Like he starts. I don't know if he starts, but he plays. I've I've seen him chasing quarterbacks and doing stuff. So so he's definitely going to play. Um, uh, it's also Fat Fat Rob Kelly coming back the, to New Orleans. It, Oh yeah, if the if and the, Ryan Grant, there's a bunch of Redskins on. Uh, do the Redskins have the most Tulane players on the league? <laughs> yeah, they got two. Yeah, that probably probably qualifies. Andrew, if the Redskins beat the Saints, do we have to give Junior Galette's Achilles back to him? Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of too bad because he said all that awful stuff about. Um, about Zach Streif. So, and I know Zach Streif was this really, is, it's this, really too bad that he can't hit him. This is funny. And Fre- outed Peyton. Freaking about user. this, this yeah, might, yeah. this might be our greatest social media accomplishment ever. Freaking about football. T- ask the question. If the Redskins beat the saints, do we have to give junior, uh, junior Gallette's Achilles back to him? But you know who favorited that tweet? Junior Gallette. <laughs> oh boy! It's the, it's perhaps our greatest social media lurking in the shadows. It's I got I got to move, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, do we get to all go under witness protection now? We do. Uh, if I didn't get in trouble for completely outing him and his boys in my <laughs> in my Zaprooter film breakdown. Uh, then I guess I'm, I think we're probably all right. He still has a Dave Cariello picture under his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> this is five words from Mike. Saints Kool-Aid is the best. I'm not just drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm bathing in the Kool-Aid. Like, uh-huh. Seriously, I'm blackout I'm, off the Saints mainlining that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is from Mike. Dave, this is a good we, question. I, Ralph, you know what we need to do? You need to, right now, at this point in the podcast, you need to go back and you need to insert... Uh, some of our depressed talk after the <laughs> game, and like just put it up there for like you know as a stark comparison to a monta- our mood and how we a do. Monta- I, mean, I need to do a montage from the Patriot the pa- the Monday after the Patriot. Those were game. dark times. Too. I mean, just a cu- yeah, just a couple of you know quick bits just and about like, how like we were ready to kill ourselves. With, uh, and you know, you know, like the Vikings. And Patriots have both looked so good this year. Like those, those don't really feel like bad losses. Yeah, I they, mean they lost to two very good teams. No, I mean and, and Devonte Harris was kind of the common denominator in both of those games, and he hasn't played since. <laughs> yeah. This is another. This is a serious football question, Dave, from Mike. Will special teams cost the Saints a game this season? <laughs> Lutz is looking very heartlety. <laughs> he's looking. He, he's looking like he can't bang in the short extra point one, but he can bang it in from fifty yards. He's, I know. He's, only the only thing missing is him a, a a a picture on Twitter from him in a duck blind, and he'll be Hartley two point oh. Which I'm not. I'm not. That's not necessarily a bad thing because Hartley was good when it really really mattered. But 
it's kind of like, are we feeling kind of dicey about Lutz? Either one of you, Andrew, Dave? Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about him. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with I'm with Andrew. I feel pretty good. I mean, he's not amazing. No kicker is going to be a hundred percent all the time. But I mean, as far as uh, you know, as far as the last five six years, I probably trust him more than anybody else that they've ever had. And that's a lot of kickers. You think they've had a lot of kickers it, it is a in lot the last five six years. I wrote a column. It was in the double digits. Yeah, it, yeah. Like it's it's I, it, at one point it was they averaged like at, three or four a year. At one point it was more kickers <laughs> than years. That it was more they, the Saints had more place kickers than Sean Payton's had years coaching the team. Yeah, I mean um, on field goals he's eighteen for twenty two. Yeah. You know, I mean you maintain that and. I got no problem. Now he's missed three extra points. Yeah. Two, are, two are blocked, but that's that's way too much. Um, yeah. let's see. Uh, Andrew, this is from JP. Which wideout gets traded next year for a high draft pick? Well, they're running out of receivers to trade. As, um, as Skook, as Skook said, as Skook yeah. said, we're just waiting for Willie Sneed to thaw out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I could see Sneed being traded. Cha-ching says, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? Um, you know, um, is there is there a nick? This is from Matt. Dave, is there a nickname for the Ingram-Kumara duo? Uh, there needs to be. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, Ingramera? Ingramera. <laughs> Uh, I like this, that one. This is from Matthew. This is this is probably my favorite. The guys on the guys on WWL uh, like Christian Garrick. They're really they're trying really hard to get uh, the Marsh Marshland uh, started as as for as a nickname for Lattimore. Mm, it's not bad. You got the, what they need to do is they need to make a T-shirt on Etsy and and start selling <laughs> it. Okay, this is from Matthew. Maybe I'll do I'll do that for Ingramara. <laughs> this is. This is my favorite uh, Saints describes Saints seven and two in five words, and this is really true, Andrew. I think Super Bowl window has reopened. Yeah. I mean, listen. I'm with it. This team is young. If they re- they're going to re-sign Breeze, don't listen to wrong report guy. Um, you know, and they're going to have decent cap room next year, right, Andrew? Well, depending on depending on Breeze, right? Yeah. It should I mean, be all right. I mean, they could go and get a really good linebacker if they wanted, right? And I don't think it's one guy, man. I think it's. I, I think they need to listen to how they this off season went, and yeah. you just get a bunch of mid price guys and draft well. I, I think that's that's the key to success for this team. Yeah, You're building your depth. Um. Let's see. Uh. Will Mickey Loomis consult MIT mathematicians or drink baby's goat blood inside of a pentagram to find the cap space to re-sign Breeze and Vaccaro? That's from Riker. Yeah. All he needs is Loomis, man. Vaccaro, Dave, back on the team in 2018, you think? Uh, after this season, yeah. I, you know, I, I think he's been a leader. I think he's, I think he's yeah. really stepped up and accepted that role and obviously on the field he's playing well i think he's i don't know, you know though man if this, this I'm, was gonna, a make I'm, or gonna, break. I'm gonna say no i'm gonna say they let him walk i mean if, yeah, so, this, if was, this was a make or break season for for me for me personally as far as vaccaro here's, is, is concerned but. here's the here's the thing with vaccaro is the saints you could i can see a scenario where the saints would go 12 and 4 and vaccaro 
have a really nice year, and we're like, he's having a nice year. The Saints are going to re-sign him. He's going to cost four years, $35 million, and it's going to be $8.5 million a year. That's cool. We'll give him $17 million bonus. And then in the playoffs, Andrew, he goes Tracy Porter, blows up, and <laughs> some team says, hey, Kenny, you want four years, $48 million? And the Saints do what they did with Fujita, and they're like, we're not paying Vaccaro $12 million a year. We're just not doing it. Like, you know, I could, like, that's a scenario that I think is real, and I would be okay with it if it meant winning a Super Bowl. But is that is that far-fetched, Andrew? Not they at all. They could tag him, couldn't they? they could yeah, tag they, him, could. They, they could. They could tag him. Like, they could. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they would, though. Yeah, but if he went, if he went like, bonkers in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl and was, like, Super Bowl MVP... I mean, I don't know. You know what? I don't even. I don't even give they a got shit what Williams, They got Von Bell. Yeah. I think they're gonna let him walk. See, because no. I think he, he's failed a drug test. He's he's failed a drug test. He's he's um he's been injured a lot. He's injured right now again. Um, you know, and he's been up and down, man. I mean, he's playing great right now, but he has had a full career. Even the season, the first two games, I mean, he played like garbage. So, you know, he's, he's been real up and down. I just I don't think you give 8 to $10 million a year to a guy that's real up and down. Definitely not above 10 Ralph, Ralph, in your scenario, the Saints win the Super Bowl, so I don't really give a crap what happens the next year. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. what I'm, well, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, if the they Saints, could move to San Antonio or whatever. Like, like, nobody, yeah. like people, people loved Scott Fujita, right? He was pretty beloved i would say he wasn't yeah, like he wasn't a great player and the saints won the super bowl and he got like didn't he get like like 18 million from cleveland with like nine and a half million guaranteed for like four yeah three, years. three years yeah like something ridiculous and, and people were like they just like stood up and applauded and was like good for you for getting that cleveland brown money scott fujita good on you like i feel like that's the scenario with kenny vaccaro that's gonna happen you know um this is interesting. Has Sean Payton officially turned into Bill Parcells, Andrew? Uh, in what way? I don't know. That's just the question. Has he turned into Bill you know, Parcells? No, I, I think Sean has definitely taken a lot from Bill. You know, obviously he was a mentor, but Sean's his own guy. Yeah, I, I, I would never have put Parcells in, in Sean Payton's class in terms of offensive genius. He's... He's much more engaged this year. Now, granted, it's the winning, but I feel like he's just uh, much Parcells, more. Parcells was not player-friendly like Peyton is. I feel like Peyton is well-respected by his players. and uh, Par- Parcells, I think, he commanded a little more fear, you know, and, and, and just a little bit more respect. I think if I'm comparing the two, I, I view Peyton as more player-friendly. Dave, do you feel like Sean Payton is back? I feel like he's back in the groove. The Saints are doing fun, weird, goofy stuff uh, initiated by him. I feel like he's definitely reengaged where he ne- maybe hasn't been the last couple of years. Yeah, well, if um, lying down in the end zone on the kickoff isn't goofy enough for you. That's what I'm talking uh, about. <laughs> uh, that's, nah, they're having if, fun, man. Yeah, yeah. If, if, that's, if, that's not, if that doesn't show them having fun, then I don't know what does. Uh, is this the most I'm still compl- waiting for the Camara halfback pass. Yeah, I don't know, man. Did, did this, who? Well, they did Sneed last year in a blowout. So, is this the most complete team in the Sean Payton era, Andrew? Hmm. 
No, I mean, I mean, 2009 won a Super Bowl, man. You know? Yeah, but I don't know. They never got this high rate. Courtney Roby was a great returner That's on true. kickoffs, and Bush was great on punts, and Morstead was amazing, and Hartley had his best year. Sharper. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith was a double-digit sack guy. Vilma was one of the best linebackers in the NFL. This year's team, the 2017 Saints are definitely, though, they are definitely significantly less rapey. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, think, I, I think 2009 crushes this team. Before we get to Respectfully. before we get to this, before we get to the Redskin game, uh, what needs to be the, you know, obviously going into the year we're like, God, just don't go seven and nine. Have a winning season. Get to the playoffs. We'll do backflips. It'll be great. But Andrew, they're seven and two. I think they're the best team in the NFC. So what's the what's the level? Yeah, they need to go one and six the rest of the way to not go seven. But like, what's the level of success they need to have for you to say? This is a good season. Like I oh, think yeah. the expectations I mean, the bar is changed. Yeah, I'm not going to be happy with nine and seven at this point. You know, if you had told me at the beginning of the year, like shoot, they can improve to nine and seven, I'll take it. Um, and I'll, I'll roll two. the dice on, on whether that means playoffs or not. But um, you know, at this point, I mean, the goal has got to be the, to win the division. I mean, it's right there for yeah. them. Um, and uh, you know, so that's the goal. Um, if they don't win the division, but you know, get in as a wild card. Um, you know, ten and six would mean they go three and four the rest of the way. So, um, I feel like that's got to be the bare minimum. Dave, what's your definition of success in twenty seventeen? Uh, I'd say getting uh getting a first round bye. Ooh, you that's that's a that's a steep bar. I mean, they're seven and two now, and yeah. and uh, I mean, and and like. They, well, they the, Rams, the, Red the Rams game is going to dictate a lot about yeah. whether they get that buy or not. But that, yeah, that's true. But I mean, they play the Red. I, well, they can still get a buy, you know, in second place too. I mean, I, they just have to be one of the top two teams, I think. Well, but the Eagles are going to be the top team. I don't know. The Eagles still have some hard games left. You know. And the Eagles look untouchable, man. Yeah, I'll say this. My my. Uh, way to measure this Saints season is that they're 7-2 and two now. It comes down to two things for me. they got to make the playoffs, and they can't lose at home in the playoffs, whatever that means. So if they go 11-5 and five and they host a playoff game and they win that playoff game and they go to the second round and lose, that's okay. Just don't lose. Because losing a home playoff game, man, it just leaves a – bitter fucking taste and i know people say 2011 left a bitter taste and it did but i'll tell you man nothing was as fucking bitter as all those jim moral losses andrew where you walked out of the dome after losing a home playoff game like i feel like get to the playoffs and don't lose a home playoff game i will give this season a success it'll be to yeah me, it's, it's a, it's a i mean we, we talked about this in drunken history and you know i think a lot of saints fans feel like the san francisco playoff game was the most painful in team history. But for me, losing at home to the Falcons in the playoffs was, was the worst. Yeah. It was the worst. The Eagles game too, because they were up 20 to six. Yeah. I mean, blowing that game was tough, but I think the Falcons in particular, you know, just the rivalry. And I really thought that was going to be the year they won their first playoff game. And they had MC. Oh, it was 
disaster. And they were doing too legit to quit, and they had MC Hammer and Evander Holyfield on the sideline. Just fucking awful in every way. Uh, the Saints, Dave, they host the Redskins, and it is official. All it took for the Saints to have the Superdome tax back imposed on them was a half a season of good football. The Saints are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against the Redskins at home. Ooh, my wow. Wow. That and, and that's that's a, that's big. That's a that's lot. Basically, we're back to the 2011 and 2013 Saints, where Vegas is like the Saints destroy teams at home, and if you want to bet on them, you are going to have to lay an obscene amount of points. And it's eight and a half today. It's probably going to get to nine, Dave. But we'll leave it at eight and a half for our purposes. Saints, Redskins, who you got? Uh, you know, there's there's absolutely no reason. Uh, why I should not be expecting the Saints to win this game. Uh, I don't think there's anything that points to the Redskins being the better team. Um, they did go to Seattle and win. They aren't terrible. Yeah, yeah. They're not terrible, but I, 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 it's not so much the Redskins, I suppose. I think it's just the Saints are just so hot. They are yeah. just so hot right now. Um, so hot. So, so hot, oh baby, that's hot. <laughs> oh yeah, you're making me, you're making me hot. Um, anyway, I am gonna go with. Uh, they're twentieth. They're twentieth in total defense by yards. Yeah, I'm gonna like. go with. They get sacks and picks though. Well, I'm gonna go with Saints forty-five, uh, Redskins. <laughs> Seventeen. Ooh, they're 19th against the run. Okay, so if that's 45 to 19, who's your MVP? 45 to 17. Um, I'm not picking Michael Thomas. Um, you know, we were talking earlier. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Breeze on this one. This is going to be the game. This is going to be his game, like we said earlier, where he's just going to uh, light that shit up. Yeah, oh, he's going to light the dome up. <laughs> Light him up. He's going to be nice and warm in there after coming back from Buffalo. He's going to be all warm and toasty. <laughs> so, Andrew, Saints are an eight and a half point favorite. Who you got? Well, nice. Cam Newton just took a big shot. Yeah, he did. He looks a little hurt. Nice. <laughs> a little wobbly. A little banged you're, up. You're a terrible person. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, hey, man, if the Dolphins can't beat him, maybe they can just break Cam Newton. Um, so... I think this will be a tough game. This is this is going to be one of the tougher tests the Saints have had in their secondary. Um, the 49ers can or the 49ers, the Redskins can sling it pretty good. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins has had a good year. I think I think he's right around a hundred rating. He, he's put up some solid stats. You know, they don't have the weapons that really scare me. They, no, they, they don't run the ball of, that they well. They have a lot of injuries. Like Jordan Reed is always hurt. Um, yeah, who's the Tor- Torrell Pryor? Who they got? He hasn't worked out for them really. So like um, their their best receivers are like Vernon Davis and Chris Thompson and Jamison Crowder. Yeah, they throw who, the ball to Ryan who, Grant. Who yeah, exactly. You know, a bunch of guys that are just kind of meh. And um, so there's no one really on on this offense that terrifies me. I think the Saints secondary is going to do a good job. But that's the thing about Cousins is all year, man, he has. 
I mean, he's got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. He's got seven guys with 15 catches or more They're this year. They're 12 in points per game at 23. Yeah, so he's spreading the ball around nicely. And, and you know, I think uh, pass rush is pretty balanced. I mean, and Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Preston Smith has been good. Uh, their rookie, uh, Matt Ionidas, the guy from Temple. Um, so they've got, they've got some pass rush a little bit. I just, to me, the Redskins top to bottom are pretty solid. They're just not great at anything. I think they're good in all areas or decent to good in all areas, great at nothing. And uh, so I think it'll be a good test, but at the end of the day, um, it's just, the Saints are just too much right now. And I think the fans are all jacked up. Um, I think the key here, especially coming out of Buffalo winning like that is, just to not get overconfident and get complacent, and I, yeah, I like think they, over last the year years they get they when the Saints drop an ass whoop and they they lay an egg the next week like last week last they year have, they played they the Rams and then they, and then they I think Sean Detroit. Payton is is going to keep them even keel. I'm hoping that you know that's going to be the message this week is hey guys don't get too high. You know we've got an important game at home, so I think the fans are going to be jacked up. Uh, I think the Redskins are going to give the Saints a nice test. I don't think this will be a blowout, but at the end of the day, too much Saints. Saints 34, Redskins 24. Um, and my MVP is going to be Kamara, man. I just think Kamara right now is on a different level. Yeah, it, this game is tough for me because part of me is like the Saints are rolling. They're just going to keep obliterating. Te- they're going to They're going to keep obliterating teams and you shouldn't, pick against them or pick them even to have a close game because they just keep crushing people. But the thing is, it's like, man, the NFL is such a one-score league. And the Saints, they're 7-2. They've had one game that's a one-score game. Even their losses, they weren't close. You know, so... But, man, I just feel like... Not it ain't Washington, man. It ain't... it. Washington ain't the team to do it, to keep the Saints close. I, I'm going to say 38 to 38 to 17 Saints, and it's just going to be uh, another ass whooping. And uh, Mark Ingram is going to have another monster game, and mm. 110 and two, and just be like by the end of the week, be like a top three in rushing yards. And and um, you know, I mean, you 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 can legitimately start looking at them, and and in the NFC especially, be like Mark Ingram has a chance to be the starting running back in the Pro Bowl. Hopefully he won't go because the Saints will be playing in the Super Bowl or they'll be go, go deep in the playoffs and Ingram will just want a week off. Um, but I think that's where you're going. So, I mean, oh, gee, God damn, Miami's fucking terrible. Um, so, anyway, the Saints will need to win because Carolina's dropping a 40-burger on the Dolphins. Uh, so I'm going to say 38-17 Saints. So that'll wrap it up for today uh so dave your 2018 saints preview how far along are you oh it's pretty much already written is it just going to be a gift from the lombardi trophy sparkling uh yep that's it you got it nailed it (laughs) all right so for kevin who had to leave early for andrew for dave i'm ralph until next week the bar is closed.